actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And try that's in December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck? Hiya, it's me, Jennifer Wan. This is what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business. And this episode's actually going up on the day it should be, um, because there's there's not been a, a chaos for a few days that I needed to make like an emergency podcast about. So I can I can put the you know the, the last few days into a regular episode. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a couple of days since we had a little chat because well, you know. You know how it was. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, outside of, of the 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 um, implosion of Boris Johnson's government, there, there have been other things going on, so we're going to have a little chat about those. Um, and I think we're going to have some fun. So grab some snacks, grab some drinks, and get ready. So with Boris Johnson out of the way, there are a number of people that have decided now that they want to stand for the leadership. Um, and a lot of them are trying to act like they've got all this together really, really quickly, but that's not true. Um, so <laughs> the Chancellor, uh, Nadim Zahawi, uh, it was revealed in the Times that he's been secretly working with close allies on a conservative leadership campaign for months. So this is not new for him. He has been getting his ducks in a row, getting his shit together for several, several months. And you know who else has been doing that? The former Chancellor, Rishi Sunak. Um, he launched a, a bid to replace Boris Johnson and was trying to act all casual and all cool and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just a son of a chemist and a doctor and I'm just, I'm just really chill and casual and I haven't really thought about this, you know, I'm just, uh, people have said, hey, Rishi, wouldn't you be a good prime minister? Oh my God. And I just thought, okay, well, if we're going to do a little contest, why don't I throw my hat in? <laughs> I haven't really thought about this at all, you guys. Uh-uh. He registered the domain name for his campaign website in December. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> So they were all planning this shit behind Boris Johnson's back, which is really funny um, because, you know, it just is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of people now trying to act like they haven't been planning this for a long time when they clearly have. Um, 
So there's a number of people just like coming forward and being like, I'd like to be the fucking prime minister. And it's like, really? You? Okay. Um, Liz Truss is apparently, um, she thinks she's got what it takes. Uh, she is apparently pitching herself as the female Boris Johnson. Well, love, we, we've just had a terrible time with the male Boris Johnson, so I, I don't know that the female version is going to be great, so we might give that a miss if you don't mind. Um, she believes that she is a candidate who can win seats both in the South and the Red Wall. Okay, <laughs> sure, Chan. <laughs> I believe you thousands wouldn't. Um... Nadine Doris is also apparently considering running um, culture secretary um, and constant meme on this show. Nadine Doris is is considering uh, standing for the Conservative Party leadership. Um, again, uh, her. <laughs> Really goal, okay. Um, a lot of these people, I just, I look at them and I just think, I don't want any of you to be fucking prime minister. I, oof, gross. Um, Tom, I always say this man's name wrong and I, I, I'm not even doing it to try and be disrespectful. I, I just can't read. Uh, Tom Tugendhat. Anyway, we'll just, we'll just go with Tom. Uh, so... I'm having a look at a little, little article that summed them all up. So, the former soldier has won the support of Damien Green, the chair of the... Oh, wow. Okay. He's, he's, he's won Damien Green. Okay. Uh, so, he used to be a soldier. He's, um, he's an MP here in Kent. Um, and he hasn't really done all that much to stand up against the government. So... I, I I wouldn't think he's up to much personally, but there we are. So he launched his candidacy with an article in the Daily Telegraph. Uh, he's promising to bridge the Brexit divide. Um, but he also called for immediate reversal of the recent national insurance increase. Okay. I mean, I don't hate that. The national insurance thing. I think the whole bridging the Brexit divide thing, I think that's stupid. Um, because, you know, that's that's just not going to happen, mate. Um, you know, especially at the moment, you know, the cost of living, because, you know, Brexit is kind of intrinsically linked to that. Um, and so maybe some people are going to not be OK with that. Um, but, you know, reversing the national insurance rise, that could work. OK, OK, cool. Uh, Jeremy Hunt, who, not this, not this, oh my god, Mr. I'm gonna kill the health service and then I'm gonna try and kill the rest of the nation by becoming prime minister. Didn't we teach you this lesson before, old man? Um, so, Jeremy Hunt, who had the fucking audacity during the COVID crisis, he's he was the chair of the Health and Social Care Committee, and he he would sit there, you know, talking about all these problems in the health service, and I'm like, oh oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> who who was the health secretary that 
created a lot of these problems, Jeremy. Oh, was it you? Was it you? <laughs> okay. He then wrote a fucking book that nobody asked for. Um, but he's, he's decided he wants to stand again, even though nobody wanted him the last time. If he did win, though, it would be pretty fun because a lot of the time when he's being introduced on television or talked about on television or the radio or something, people slip and accidentally, <laughs> accidentally call him Jeremy Cunt. So I think that would be funny. But beyond that, I have no real desire to see Jeremy Hunt as the prime minister. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't want any of these people to be prime minister. I want a fucking general election, frankly, but... Still, okay. Um, so last time he talked about raising the threshold for national insurance. Um, okay. Um, increasing defence spending. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Penny Morden. We're going to talk about her in a minute. <laughs> we are going to talk about her in a minute. She has done a thing. That has irritated me. Um, so she uh, she was pro-Brexit um, and previously claimed that the UK would not have a veto on Turkey joining the European Union. So she was pro-Brexit, but in a way that she didn't actually understand how the European Union worked. <laughs> Um, girl. Uh, apparently, um, she has supported food banks in her constituency. Um, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that they mean like financially or with her time, rather than saying it's good that people have. <laughs> have to use these services um they refer to her as a keen advocate of lgbt rights um okay sajid javid the uh he was health secretary until a couple of days ago he's also been chancellor and he just seems smug to me <laughs> um he is also not um I, I feel like I need to I need to say this. He is he is not um he is not Sadiq Khan, he is not Nadim Zahawi because I'm saying this not because I think people would get confused because all of these men look different, but because many, many times before, um in the press, on social media, people have got all of these men confused. So I just wanted to clarify um you know, no, they're, they're not the same. I mean, Sadiq Khan, Sajid Javid, Nadim Zahawi, completely different people. Can everybody please stop being racist and getting them confused? And that, my friends, is the last time I will defend Sajid Javid because in actual fact, I do not like this man at all. Um, so he, he, um, he replaced Matt Hancock as health secretary, but before that, he was also the chancellor. And before all of this politics business, he worked in the fucking city as a banker. So, I mean, 
that says a lot about him in my, in my opinion. For some people, it's going to say something different to what I'm thinking, obviously, but okay. Um, uh, he, he's done some work on health inequalities. Um, not enough in my opinion, but okay. Um, and the importance of further education colleges. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your plan for the cost of living crisis, mate? You don't have one? Well, fuck off then. Uh, Nadim Zahawi, does he have one? Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting about Nadim Zahawi? He is, uh, advocating for tax cuts. Um, he's advocating for tax cuts. But you know what? His tax affairs are currently being investigated by HMRC. So it looks like he decided to get started early and give himself a bit of a fucking tax cut. Um, <laughs> but it's actually pretty uh, terrifying and dangerous that the Chancellor of the Exchequer apparently uh, needs to have his taxes looked at because he may not be paying them properly. That's that's very cool and very normal, isn't it? Um he is apparently the second richest MP in Parliament behind Rishi Sunak, who's also running because, of course, he is. Um, fucking rich people, man. They just they just think they can have everything. I hate it here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he, he wants uh, more tax cuts. Um, now, I... I would have no problem if those tax cuts were aimed at people on the lower side of the scale financially like if this was for low earners and stuff like that tax cuts for them sure but if these tax cuts are also going to benefit rich people and big businesses then what's the point bitch fuck and they probably will he's talking about low tax cuts and you know low taxes and all this shit it's not going to be low taxes for us it's going to be low taxes for all his rich mates um speaking of rich bitches it's rishi sunak uh mr i'm gonna spend thousands heating my fucking swimming pool while telling you bitches to tighten your fucking belts um rishi sunak oh my god former chancellor absolute twat um so he <laughs> he says that we need to get the public finances under control um he says he's going to be the candidate that tells people the truth and doesn't tell them fairy tales does that mean that you're gonna you're gonna actually tax the wealthy to an appropriate level does that mean you're going to be taxing big corporations to get some to get some revenue in no oh okay it, mean, it means you're going to be going after the people that have literally got nothing and and forcing them to pay more isn't it that's 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 what you mean isn't it okay well fuck off then fuck off i'm i'm not gonna waste time like going through why that's stupid because we all know liz truss <laughs> fabulous uh, <laughs> uh our, our fabulous foreign secretary uh liz truss um apparently she's going to be interested in a lower tax burden okay um individual freedom okay 
But I mean, she's a fucking idiot, though. So do you want do you want another fucking idiot as prime minister? Because I don't. Um, and she she's not exactly you know moved mountains in her role as foreign secretary, and she's done absolutely fuck all uh, with with her role as uh, women and equalities minister as well. So no, um, I don't I don't want any of these people. They're all terrible. Suella Braverman, oh, for fuck's sake. Girl, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fuck off. Literally, all she said is she wants to get rid of all of this woke rubbish. What does that even fucking mean? What does it mean? Explain yourself. Fuck off. Kemi Badenoch. Okay. Okay. I just, I can't. I can't. They're all so shit. Oh my God. The former equalities minister. Um, she, she has dived right into the, the culture war thing. Uh, she talks a lot even when she was a minister before she resigned, she was one of the ones that resigned in the group letter. Um, she talks all the time about identity politics and, and stuff like that. Um, she apparently supports lower taxes to boost growth and productivity. Um, and accompanied by a tight spending discipline. Okay. So so that is that is cutting the taxes for the poor but also cutting them for the rich, isn't it? Why why can't you just get comfortable with taxing rich people? They're not going to fucking miss it. Oh my god. They they're not. They're literally not going to miss it. This is the thing. They're not going to fucking miss it. They're just not. Cut down on tax avoidance and shit. Fucking Gary Barlow and shit. He's not going to miss it. Tax dodging wanker. Um, I'm sorry. I have a vendetta against that man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it onto this show and I shouldn't do that. But fuck him. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Grant Shapps, the man who, who, you know, can't even run a department, wants to run a whole government. Grant Shapps, uh, transport secretary, fucking idiot. Mr. Oh, there's absolutely nothing I can do about these rail strikes. Despite the fact that there were lots of things he could have done. Um, <laughs> Mr. Fucking, oh, well, I'm sorry that you guys feel that buses outside of London are shit, but there's just nothing I can do, even though I'm the fucking transport secretary. Mr. Fucking, oh, I know you guys are having lots of problems with trains, but why don't we talk about graffiti? Fucking idiot. Um, so he, he didn't resign. He stood by Boris Johnson. And now he's decided he wants to be the fucking leader of the Conservative Party. Um, right. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he said... Uh, he had not spent the last few turbulent years plotting or briefing against the Prime Minister or organising a leadership campaign in the background. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, he said that he would produce an emergency budget and would instruct the Chancellor to cut personal tax for the most vulnerable and give state support to firms with high levels of energy consumption. Um, and he would rule out a general election. Right. Sure, Jan. Okay. They're, they're all fucking shit, mate. They are all fucking shit. I don't want any of them. Literally. I, I can't be asked. I can't, I can't be fucking asked. I don't want anyone from that dog shit party in charge of this, of this nation. I just don't. I, do you reckon Nicola Sturgeon could just like annex the rest of the UK and just, just take over? <laughs> hey, Carl. Hey, Nicola, what's up? <laughs> I got, I got a job for you. <laughs> I just, I can't. Why are all fucking leaders in England so incompetent and shit? Why are all the options terrible? I, I hate it here. I fucking hate it here. Oh my God. I want to go to, I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to fucking Wales. I want, I want, I want, I want Mark Drakeford to be in charge of me. I want Nicola Sturgeon to be in charge of me. Anyway. So that's the thing that's happening. That's the thing that's going on. Um, everybody's getting their ducks in a row. Everyone's getting their campaigns and things ready. Rishi Sunak has... Oh, my God. He's got a catchphrase. He's got a phrase. Ready for Rishi. Are you ready for Rishi? Are you? Paul Maynard is, but he's had a bit of a time with twitter paul maynard is a conservative mp um he's had his time as, as a government minister as well um and he tweeted uh <laughs> well i think he was trying to tweet his support for rishi sunak anyway bless him uh so he he put up an infographic that said i'm backing rishi as he will tackle inflation grow the economy and cut taxes <sighs> Okay. Rishi is why we have record low unemployment today. And that's why he's the best man to lead our country. Ready for Rishi. Why? Why? Why does it have to be best man though? Why? I, I'm being pedantic because I imagine that they didn't, they didn't mean it like that. But like, I'm going to pick on it anyway, because I hate Rishi Sunak. Um, <laughs> however, so he posts the infographic and then he posts this caption on the tweet. If you're happy, can you tweet and include the hashtag ready for Rishi and crucially the website readyforrishi.com and then your infographic below. So he just copied and pasted what was in the email. He didn't, he didn't realise that he had to... <laughs> he just copied and pasted the fucking instructions into a tweet. <laughs> oh, bitch, that's hilarious. Um, I feel like there's going to be a, a, a lot of this kind of mess over the next few weeks and and you know what i'm i'm just gonna kind of go with it because girl i am i i'm just i mean what what else can i do do you know what i mean what else can i fucking do these these people they don't they don't care about what happens to us they don't care about making things better they're just gonna do their little chaos um i mean I, honestly 
the fact that so many of them are just like fucking around and doing this um at a time when we're all going through some shit it's pretty it's pretty fucked up to me uh, <laughs> you know and, and the fact that so many of them are literally running on a campaign of i will fucking you know so many of them are talking about you know wokeness and all this shit and i'm just like shut up who cares um but but we're gonna have a chat about that in a second as well um but i just i don't want any of these people in control of anything really and i'm just really really sad and annoyed that this is what it's come to i fucking hate the tories So as everyone and their fucking dog uh, joins the race to become the Conservative Party leader and therefore Prime Minister, um, I guess everyone's looking to see what, you know, what these people believe in. Um, I have to be honest, many of the people coming forward have been part of Boris Johnson's government up until recently, some of which... Um, you know, technically still are and never resigned. So I, I do have to say, it makes me wonder a little bit, well, you know, can we really trust you in charge? Because you were happy to put through all of the bullshit and all the horrible shit that he wanted to do. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of you want to act like it's going to be a brand new government with you, but you were quite happy to just sit there quietly and do as you were told under Boris Johnson, I'm just saying. Like, I understand collective responsibility, I get that. But if there's something you really don't believe in, and a lot of these candidates are trying to act like they did not believe in Johnson's administration and they're trying to distance themselves from Johnson's administration, um, why, why, were you in that, why were you in that government so long then? Would be my question. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but I wanted I wanted to talk about uh, something that I've seen. Uh, it's Sunday morning. Um, Penny Morden has joined the race. Uh, she is a trade minister. She was in the navy. Apparently, she's written a book. Um, Okay, girl. Um, so she's done a thread to tell us all what she thinks about an issue uh, that she thinks is very fucking important. Um, now, is it, for example, the cost of living crisis uh, that we are all going through and the difficulty we're all having with being able to afford the very basics of human life. Has she done a 10 tweet fucking thread on that? No, no, she hasn't. Um, is, is it perhaps about, um, you know, uh, difficulties people are having with education, you know, schools not having enough money, um to to get the resources they need to give kids a good education has she has she done a massive massive twitter thread on that no no she hasn't um is it perhaps about uh the nhs is it about you know improving salary packages for nhs staff to 
you know, boost staff retention and uh, putting more money in uh, to make sure that we can cut down waiting times and anything like that. No? Okay, do you want me to tell you what this massive thread that she's done is about? Do you want me to tell you what she has decided is such a priority that she needs to write 10 separate fucking tweets about it? Hmm? She's done an entire thread on where she stands on one issue. And that, that issue is not the fact that people in one of the richest nations in the entire world are currently having to choose between energy in their homes and food. It, it's not about the fact that our energy bills are going to increase to the average energy bill in, in a few months is going to be around £3,000 per year, you know people can afford that sure um it's it's not that it's not increasing petrol prices it's not the environment it's not the health service it's not schools it is dun, 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 dun. does she know what a woman is i'm gonna lose my fucking mind She's done a whole fucking thread about whether she knows what a woman is or not. People are suffering, Penny. People are slipping into poverty, love. All right? We don't have fucking time for this. All right? I, and do you know what? It's fucking pointless anyway because all of the people that you know, would have criticised her for apparently not knowing what a woman is. Um, they don't believe her anyway. They don't care what she's put in this thread. They're all still replying to it going, huh, huh, you're a fucking handmaiden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think, you you know, you just buy into this trans stuff so we don't trust you and we're not going to vote for you. So it's it's been pointless anyway. And also she's, she's alienated uh, people that... Um, that she previously had the support of for her support of the trans community. So she's basically lost everybody by doing this, uh, which is hilarious because this was a fucking ridiculous, stupid thing to do. So she deserves to lose support for it, frankly. People are struggling, Penny. People are literally looking at the calendar, right? And they're saying, oh my fucking God, I do not have enough money to budget for, you know, for example, how much food I'm going to need for this month. It's just not going to happen. I'm looking at my bills and it's just too fucking much and there's not enough money coming in and I'm working all the fucking hours of the day. I literally, all I do is I work, I sleep, occasionally I eat and, and maybe go for a wee. I, I, I've got nothing left. I've got nothing I can cut from the budget. I, I, I just literally don't know what to do. And she's walking around like, would anyone like to hear what I think a woman is? No, we wouldn't. We'd like to hear what your plan is to make sure people can afford to live in one of the richest nations in the world. We want to know what you're going to do about soaring rents. We want to know what you're going to do about the fucking massive energy bills 
that are coming towards all of us. We want to know what you're going to do about the rising cost of public transport. Uh, we want to know what you're going to do about rising food costs, darling. That's what we fucking want to know about. Not all of this fucking culture war bullshit. What is a woman? What is a fucking man? Uh, what What is a, a the two-spirit penguin thing they say, all that nonsense? I Nobody... Nobody is asking for a fucking essay on that from you. You can say your opinion on it and you can move on. But if you're going to do a 10-page fucking thread, it needs to be on the shit that is literally fundamental to people. You can just say, you know... I mean, look, this thread, right? I've, I've read it and it could literally just be summed up as I know what a woman is. However, I do not feel that my womanhood is threatened by being inclusive of trans women. That's all. She could just say that. That could be one tweet. It could be half a tweet, frankly, if she's clever with the wording. Um, but she's gone through and she's done all this shit. She's put way more, if, way more effort into this than she has seemingly put in to... Um, you know, talking about how she would help with the cost of living crisis, how she's going to help the health service, how she's going to help education um, if she's elected as prime minister. And, <laughs> and for what, girl? Let's have a look at some of these responses that she got. Um, so someone responded to her uh, with some screenshots because she attended a Pink News award ceremony because she won politician of the year um this is you at the pink news awards whilst they were conducting a hate campaign against jk rowling i always say her name wrong i'm sorry uh julie bindle uh rosie duffield and other women you knew this and said nothing see so you know regardless of your little thread love they're still gonna hold shit against you and they're not gonna believe you so you've done it all for nothing well done um Let's have a look. Um, somebody else. I'm upset that you're stooping to these abhorrent levels. If this is what tips the leadership election in your favour, then I hope it haunts you for the rest of your life. Truly shameful that you're throwing a hugely marginalised minority under the bus to further your own career. So what's basically happened here is that the people that she's aiming this at, right, you know, who were calling her out for apparently not knowing what a woman is and frankly I have to say this I feel like these people do not have real problems um because you know there are people as I've said there are people choosing between energy for their homes and food there are parents having to go without food for days to make sure that they can feed their kids um there are there are teachers having to buy school supplies for kids and textbooks for kids out of their own money because the school budget just doesn't go far enough there are nurses you know working in hospitals full time struggling financially um these the, you know the, these people are not you know, sitting there on Twitter 23 fucking hours a day tweeting politicians saying, do you know what a woman is? Do you? So I, f I feel like the people she's aimed this at, frankly, um, have the luxury of being able to constantly ask politicians this question, right? But 
nothing that she says would have been good enough for them because they're just going to throw everything from the past back at her. So it doesn't matter um, how she tries to win these people over, basically. They're not going to care. Um, she's also now lost the support of people that that were in support of her because of, of what she said before. So she's basically like double screwed herself. Um, <laughs> and she, she's also, <laughs> she, she's also pissed off the, the lockdown skeptics. Although, um, I, I don't know how much that one matters. Um, somebody said, why did you have Bill Gates right at the forward of your book? Why are you a member of the WEF, Penny? You cannot... Girl, no, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm worried that might be... <laughs> I'm not reading the last part of that tweet. Oh, my God. Anyway, so lockdown skeptics are pissed off with her because, I don't know, Bill Gates was involved in her book somehow. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know when Bill Gates got evil, apparently, because, like, there are a lot of people that think Bill Gates is evil. I, I don't know when this happened. Um... Okay. Um, uh, why couldn't you have just said this? And the person's linking to an interview with Grant Shapps uh, where he said, let people live their lives. I just don't think we need to get caught up in some US style debate and aggressive war on these issues. It's just not necessary. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> um, hi, Penny. Do you support gender self-identification, which is incompatible with women's sex-based rights? You see what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't matter what she said in her little thread. Um, it doesn't matter that she's decided this is the big issue that she's going to talk about. Nothing that she has said is going to be good enough. Because the people that doubted her on this are still going to doubt her. And the people that supported her before now don't. So she's basically lost everybody. Um, how can I trust what you're saying now? I can't and don't. Well, there we are. Um, suddenly you can answer this question when there is a leadership contest and something in it for you. You could have said this to all the women of Mumsnet in 2019, but here is how you actually treated them. I mean... Not that I care too deeply about what Penny thinks about all this frankly but you know what I will say is that sometimes people's minds can change you know 2019 is actually quite a long time ago when you think about it so I'm just, I'm just saying but um so Penny to be absolutely clear it is your view that women are adult human females plus the handful of males with a GRC and no other males. This is not what you've ever said before. Do Stonewall know about your change of heart or are you just wriggling? I don't I don't think that Stonewall care to be honest with you, love. And and frankly, I don't think most people in 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 the UK do because we're going through some shit and <laughs> we need a prime minister that's actually going to do something of value not have arguments on twitter with people about what is and isn't a woman uh, 
I just... I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying... Martin Lewis, he did an interview the other day and he was talking about how the support package that the government has has brought in to help with the cost of living, it's not going to touch the sides. It is, it is not going to do anywhere near enough to help and support people. And the government need to do something right now because people will be pushed into abject poverty in in weeks you know this is happening this is real um there are people already suffering but it's going to get so much worse and he was saying you know there's no time for the government to fuck about they've got to do something now and and this is what we have candidates in this race doing making 10 fucking tweet threads um, on this issue, arguing with people that are, quite frankly, not going to change their minds because they've decided what they think and they don't, they don't want to have a conversation. Um having these fucking arguments with people instead of trying to help people, you know? Is is this the UK that some of these politicians thought they would be governing over? Like, you know, when they first got elected, maybe even when they were kids, did, did they think that one day we'd be in a situation where people... In, in work, we're having to use food banks. People, people were having to starve just so they'd have enough to feed their kids. Like we're in some fucking Victorian horror show. People... People having to ride around all day. Pensioners having to ride around all day on buses because it's so cold in their homes. Did they think that this was going to be what it was? I, I think about that sometimes, I really do. Because um, when, when I was growing up, obviously, I, you know, I, I didn't have loads. Um, <laughs> um, and I used, to, I used to think to myself, because I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I figured out sometimes when my mum would say, Oh, I already ate when you were at school, that she absolutely hadn't. Um, and I used to think, you know, one day it's going to be different, isn't it? It's going to be better. It has to be better, you know. Um, you know, and and as as things went forward in, in the UK and, and, you know, we're repeatedly told we've never had it so good, it's, it's so much better... The government's working hard for us. We've we've all struggled through austerity and we're finally going to get the rewards of austerity. Where the fuck are they? Would be my question. My question would not be, Penny, do you know what a woman is? My question would be, where the fuck are the rewards of austerity that we were fucking promised? 
where is where is our reward for tightening our belts for for a fucking decade love where's that where is the help for the cost of living crisis what are you actually going to do of value because if you don't have an answer for that fuck off i mean look i i don't get a vote in this because i'm not a tory and thank god for that but i mean not thank god i don't get a vote because i would like one but I, i i i don't know that i would be okay being a Tory. I mean, good Christ. Um, <laughs> but you know, actually, give us some answers on the things that are important and affecting everybody. Or fuck off. Do not waste our time with this fucking ridiculous nonsense. I'm sick of it. So obviously there's a lot of uh, roles within the government that need to be filled. And as usual, the Conservative Party are not sending their best. So a new addition in the Department for Education is Andrea Jenkins, um, who was spotted uh, after Boris Johnson's little speech uh, earlier in the week, shouting at the crowd, he who laughs last laughs the loudest, wait and see, um, which is quite unhinged, really. Um, she then, um, she then put her middle finger up at the crowd, um, because, you know, shouting weird shit and then swearing at the public is a very normal thing to do. Um, okay, girl. Uh, she posted, I mean, it's not an apology, it was more just like a statement on events, uh, where she said that the crowd was a baying mob and she she felt um, threatened, I guess. Having seen the video, the crowd was not a baying mob and she wasn't in any danger. Like, girl, come on. You just, you just wanted to, you wanted to do the thing and now everyone's coming for you for it and you feel bad, not because you feel bad about what you did, but because you feel bad about people holding you accountable. It's not cute, darling. It's not gorgeous. Um, she's not the only one, uh, acting up. The Prime Minister's new uh, PPS, Joy Morrissey, who is frankly a, a very, troubling woman to me you may remember her from her her quest to get a picture of the queen in every home across the uk um you know kids are going to school hungry nurses are using food banks but what does joy want to do she wants a picture of the queen in every home i mean wow um but she's been active on twitter um she liked to tweet uh, with pictures of journalists um, labelling them Putin's fifth columnists. So that's very normal. Very cool, very normal. Um, she also liked a tweet that was sort of like a rambly nonsense about how Boris Johnson has only been removed from office because people are still not over Brexit, apparently. Um, I mean, look, I, I understand, obviously options for ministers are going to be limited but jesus christ are these really <laughs> these really the best that they could get i mean come on
come the fuck on. Um, there was also, there was uh, some tweets circulating about uh, Brendan Clark-Smith, who's also joined the Department for Education. Um, so it, it featured a picture of him um, in a state of undress is the only way I can put it. And there was um, something covering his, um, you know, penis. And I've had to see this picture many times over the last few days. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pissed about that. Like, thanks, Twitter. Um, and so there was a lot of tweets stating that uh, he, <laughs> in the photo, was mocking... NHS staff who asked for people to wear masks by putting a mask on his, you know, well, not on his face, let's just say that. Um, he has responded to this um, and said, the image of me being circulated online is from a waxing fundraiser I participated in back in August 2011. It raised money for two charities, the British Heart Foundation and Links and Knots Air Ambulance, who have continued to save many lives. Okay. People online falsely stating I was mocking the use of face masks or denigrating NHS workers during the pandemic are intent on poisoning our politics. They should be ashamed of themselves. I will continue to raise money for charity and hope these trolls choose to devote their time and energy to something more positive in the future. Fair enough. Um, to be honest, I, I feel like there are already enough awful things about Brendan Clark Smith that we don't need to go around making things up. This is the guy that compared England footballers... Uh, kneeling during football games you know the, the the black lives matter thing uh to doing a nazi salute um and he said that food banks were a political weapon because apparently everyone can afford food um so i mean this guy is already pretty fucking awful we don't need to make things up about him to make him worse um so you know i'm just <laughs> just saying i'm just saying um speaking of people that are awful let's talk a bit a bit about uh boris johnson um so an invoice has been leaked um showing how much was spent on his refurbishment of the downing street flat that he lives in um, let's have a little fucking look, shall we? <laughs> £7,000 on a rug. Bitch, that's not even a full carpet. What, what the fuck? Rich people are insane. Like, what the fuck? £7,000. £7,000. Wallpaper, 1500 Go. That's like rent for some people. Two sofas at £7,560 each. Seven grand for a sofa. Oh my God. And why would you spend that much on a sofa when you've got kids? Like, I mean, 
this is not, by the way, this is not me trying to like, um, you know, disparage the prime minister's children. I'm just saying like kids are kids. They will like run around, they'll spill things, they'll, you know, colour in with their crayons where they ought not to be colouring in. Um, for example, I remember uh, when I was a kid, and I will stand by this to this day because there is a conspiracy against me and I, I want everyone to know that. My brother, uh, my little brother, he wrote on my bedroom wall in nail varnish. I did not do this. Okay, I did not do this. I got blamed for it, but I did not do this. Um, and uh, yeah, so he wrote on on the wall with with nail varnish, and I I I got blamed, which still I'm mad about it to this day. And I know that he knows he did it because he will wind me up about it, but he'll act all innocent in front of my mum. I hate him. I'm kidding. I don't really. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know, that's the kind of thing kids do. Just like running around, fucking drawing on the walls with with makeup or, you know, uh, with crayons or whatever, um, spilling their juice, um, spilling food, you know, because when you're a kid, fucking, you know, it's hard. You, you, you just spill things and drop things and stuff. So why, if you have kids right? Especially little kids, because, you know, Will, for example, uh, the, the little one, he's, he's a toddler now. He's, he's going to be running around, living his best life, having a fabulous time. Why would you spend seven and a half grand on a sofa that he is probably just going to spill like Ribena down or whatever, whatever he's drinking? I don't know. You know, it's just, it's stupid. It's a massive waste. Um, an antique double wing back chair for four thousand two hundred pounds get this a grand a thousand pounds on an antique low ottoman hang on if that's what i think it is see i don't know all of the furnitures because um you know but oh my god it is ottomans are just like they're, they're like tiny little like you know you can put stuff in them or like it's a little like tiny seat or something to just like rest your feet on what the fuck he spent a grand on that i've just googled ottomans you can get one for 20 pound at dunelm and it's nice it's all right you can get oh my god you can get um there's one it's it's pleated apparently okay uh it's 59.99 at the range See, I would never buy these things because, I mean, what's the point in this? If, if I want something to put something in, I'll just get a box. Um, but, you know, if you want something like this, you can get it for, you know, a reasonable amount of money. This bitch spent a grand on this? Um, a trolley for £3,675. A bookcase for £3,800 hundred pounds two little side tables at one thousand five hundred pounds each a table bitch <laughs> bitch are you fucking joking mate 
A large mirror for three thousand pounds. Oh come on. What the six grand on lamps. Six thousand pounds on lamps. Were they paying to have the Blackpool Illuminations installed in their house? What the fuck? Oh my God, these people. Honestly, being rich, it... girl, no way. These people, man, they're insane. Um... <laughs> but Boris Johnson, he still had a bad week. All his dreams come crashing down and it hurts inside. Um, which is fabulous news. And he also got some more bad news. Keir Starmer, leader of the Labour Party, was cleared by Durham police over Beergate. So what was Beergate? Beergate was uh, Keir Starmer um, had some dinner and a drink during a work event that was actually work. And it was at a time when that wasn't against the rules. Um, so Boris Johnson and the Conservatives, they really pushed it and they kept saying, oh, Keir Starmer, you're a terrible person and you broke the rules. And Keir Starmer said, you know what, if I get a fine, if they find me to have broken the law, I'll resign. I'll fucking resign. Are you going to resign, Prime Minister? You've actually got a fine and you've actually been found to broke, you know, to have broken the law. Are you going to resign? And Boris was like, no. <laughs> I don't have to resign, fuck off, although he did in the end. Uh, and Durham police have now said that Keir Starmer did not break the law. Um, he wasn't fined. It's all fine. So Keir Starmer is, is like, he's free. He's, he's, he's completely done with that whole mess. Um, and he decided to celebrate with a press conference um, talking about the kind of government that he wants to do in the future. You know, proper, honest politics. He said he's not going to get everything right, but he's always going to try um, and be honest and good and, you know, all the, all the things that, that you would say, I suppose. Um, is Keir Starmer going to be Prime Minister? I don't know. I don't know. Things things are a bit up in the air. We we don't even know if he's going to have an opportunity, you know, at an election. We don't know. Um, what we do know is the Labour Party still wants Boris Johnson gone immediately. What the fucking hell is that? <laughs> Sorry, there's someone out, outside my window, like, coughing and, like, sneezing at the same time. It's very puzzling, puzzling sound. But anyway, um, yes, the Labour Party, they want Boris Johnson out immediately. Boris Johnson's like, well, I'm just, I'm just staying as a caretaker prime minister. Just let me stay. Just let me stay. Um, and Keir Starmer and the Labour Party are like, fuck no, bitch. So I guess we'll see who comes out on top there. We'll have to wait a little while, see what happens, see what shakes out. I personally, I would like Boris Johnson gone immediately. Um, just because I don't trust him, and I don't, I don't want him to to stay where he is but we'll see um 
but speaking of uh, why he wants to stay, we, we did talk briefly in the last episode about the planned wedding party that Boris Johnson has in mind at Chequers and why perhaps he wants to stay as prime minister because he wants to have his little fucking party. Um, so James Cleverley, uh, who is is back in government, he's back. Well, I mean, you know, he never really left i suppose but um he he went on to tv he was doing interviews and he said it's churlish to be negative about two people who want to celebrate their marriage and their love for each other basically trying to shame us into accepting that boris should be able to have his big fucking party um well i don't care if it's churlish to be negative about it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Boris Johnson does not have a right to remain prime minister so he can have a fucking party. He can have that party uh, somewhere else. You know, go and look at your town hall, Boris. See what's going on there. You could hire it out, have a nice time, decorate it. It'll be fabulous. Um, you know, he's not entitled to have use of things and to basically squat in in the position of prime minister because he wants the benefits of it i i don't care if it's bad for me to be negative about it i don't give a fuck um you know especially as you know we're we're coming back to a bit of normality in the world but there are many people across the uk that had to miss out on big moments and and they don't get to go and and have a fucking party at checkers do they you know, most people, they've just got to make do with what they can do that's available to them. And welcome back to real life, Boris, because guess what? Now, so do you. I am once again coming to you to say it is not acceptable for white so-called progressives to be racist i thought bitches would have learned but they never learn um so rishi sunak is running are you ready for rishi i'm not but rishi would like us to be ready for rishi um fine okay whatever but there was a a response to his uh campaign that really fucking bothered me um and I want to talk about that so we're talking about um get ready for me to say this man's name wrong but like who cares uh J- Jolion Moam Moga girl who cares he's the fucking fox murderer man um so he is like a lawyer um who basically revitalized his career and ended up with a lot more opportunities and platforms because of Brexit. So Brexit created a lot of profitable opportunities for people, right? Obviously, there's the, you know, the people you'd expect to profit from it, you know, um, many people in the Leave campaign and so on had financial interest, for example. However, on the Remain side, there were a number of people who, frankly, didn't really do all that much before the referendum. But then after the referendum, they suddenly just created this huge grift for themselves. 
Um, he's one of them. There's also people like Femi and James O'Brien and fucking EU Supergirl and so on and so forth. People who basically weren't really doing all that much before and then suddenly figured out that there was a bunch of people who were terrified of leaving the European Union. They were very loose with their money. And so it's like, ooh, a career is born. And he's one of those, right? Um, and so he's also kind of latched onto a lot of progressive causes to continue the grift because Brexit can only take you so far. So now he very much labels himself a progressive um, and and will jump on those causes, um, anti-racism, um, protecting the LGBT community and, and so on and so forth. However, he's not actually very good at being an ally. And this was another example of this. To be completely frank with you, um, I think many um many people looking for a grift will target um marginalized communities because firstly it it washes away their sins you know nobody wants to call out the guy who's walking around supporting you know marginalized people because it makes you look like a dick you know, if you if you say, hey, but th this guy's actually really problematic and everyone will turn around and be like, oh, but, you know, he did this for this community and he did that for that community. So it's, it's a good hiding place. Um, also, it's profitable. Right. So. A, a lot of a lot of his current work actually sort of <laughs> works, you know, he, he does a lot of crowdfunding and aiming himself at marginalised communities and saying, you know, I'll stand up for you, I'll protect you, I'll help you. It's going to loosen up some funding, you know. And, and so I just, I, I've always found that kind of thing suspicious anyway. Um, he actually has a, a history of problematic things. And I, I don't just mean... <laughs> uh killing foxes uh for those that don't know um what i mean when i say that basically uh he beat a fox to death while inexplicably wearing a kimono um and and then gleefully tweeted already this morning i have killed a fox with a baseball bat how's your boxing day going put it in jail Put it in fucking jail. What the fuck? Um, ugh, disgusting. Um, <laughs> uh, he also has, um, in my opinion, and, you know, I'm just saying, uh, there's some homophobia knocking about. Um, he, he once compared Dominic Cummings to a, a man with... HIV, um, which was disgusting. Um, he said, Cummings is like a man who knows he has HIV, but nevertheless has unprotected sex with everyone else without telling them. Um, well, that's gross, isn't it? But, you know, these are the kind of things that happen when a whole community gasses someone up, hypes them up and convinces them that 
they are the purest and most lovely person, um, they start to believe it, you know, and so they will just run around saying shit like this with complete impunity. Um, so that leads us to now, right? That leads us to now. Okay, so Rishi is, is running. Rishi is running. And he posted his fucking campaign video on the Twitter. Um, and this man responded and said this. Do you think the members of your party are ready to select a brown man, Rishi? Now, he, he then deleted this, right? But I feel like... I feel like the damage was done. However, you know, because he's in, you know, this kind of follow-back pro-European echo chamber, perhaps he will not really feel the damage. Um, I think I've talked about this kind of community briefly before, but while there is a lot of good that happens in the community there's also a lot of enabling and nonsense so i mean um he then <laughs> he then posted uh, a, a long fucking thread about uh how he's not taking lectures on racism uh from conservatives due to, you know, examples of racism from the Conservative Party. To that, I would say, I'm not a Tory, so get ready to take a fucking lecture from me, bitch. Um, and I would also say, literally no party can say that there's no racism within it. That's That's impossible. It's just not a thing. Um, you know, could you say that perhaps the Conservative Party is worse? Sure. Um, however, there are going to be people within the Conservative Party that are not racist. Um, there are also going to be people within the Conservative Party that are victims of racism, such as, for example, Rishi Sunak. Um, and, and, this kind of follows a, a trend that we see quite a bit with white progressives, normally quite well-off white progressives, I should say, um, who will aim thinly-veiled racism at ethnic minorities within the Conservative Party and then turn around and act like they shouldn't be called out for it because, oh, well, the Tory party's racist. Um, there was a lot of that done to Pretty Patel as well. Now, I don't like Pretty Patel. I think, sincerely, I think that she is a bad person. Um, the policies that she has implemented during her time as Home Secretary are disgusting. Um, I think her actions are disgusting. Um, I truly think she is a, a bad person and... In most circumstances, I will never defend her. However, if a rich white man 
is out here talking about how she should be deported from the the country that she was born in and is a citizenship of citizenship of a citizen of oh my god (laughs) no they're gonna come for me next they're gonna be like you you can't speak english properly out you go out you go first boat from fucking dover out you go let's get you on a plane um but i was born here too bitch so try it but anyway my point is right you can dislike pretty patel for sure but i a fucking a, a white guy specifically a white guy that likes to talk like he's a progressive does not have the right to say that she should be deported from the country that she's a citizenship oh my god not me saying it again a citizen of a citizen you know what i mean white guys don't get to say that brown women should be deported just because they personally don't like them is my point that shit is racist that shit is racist and you will take lectures on it uppity white men you fucking will um and what jolly on what's his face has fucking said here is also racist he may not believe that it is um, he might have people in his DMs gassing him up and telling him that it's not and that he's he's a really great progressive guy and he's never done anything wrong. And actually, he's a hero to all of these fucking uppity minorities. Um, but, but you're wrong, bitch. It is racist. Would he have said this to one of the white candidates? No? Well, there we are. Um... Would he feel the need to throw all of this at a white candidate? And there are plenty of white candidates already popping up in this leadership race. Has he responded to any of them like this? Has he asked them um, to prove their credentials? Has he asked them to answer for racism within the Conservative Party? No. He only picked Rishi Sunak to do that too. Why do you think that is? I feel like people um, people don't understand that racism sometimes is not just limited to calling someone a slur or whatever. There are, there are many forms that racism takes. It's not just calling someone a slur or, you know, beating them up in the street, you know, and, and calling them slurs. Like, it, it's... It's a, a, a far bigger and more insidious thing. And sometimes it is stuff like this. You know, it is microaggressions. It is, you know, targeting ethnic minorities and forcing them to be accountable for something that, you know, you haven't also dropped at the door of white people. Um, you know, and, and for a guy who says he's progressive to be doing this, uh (laughs) it's interesting. Let me just say that. Um, will this stuff ever end though? No, probably not. Um, I talked, uh, it was a a while back now, but I, I talked about, um, you know, for example, racism against um 
the traveller community within progressive spaces and that's not ending so I mean who knows it just goes on and on because racism is actually super profitable um and these fake progressives never want to learn they don't want to listen it is what it is okay so I want to talk about this with a degree of sensitivity because you know I'm not a horrible monster unlike Boris Johnson, um, you'll understand why I said that in a minute. So there was a story this weekend in the Times um, about Boris Johnson um, using his power to try and get a job for a woman at City Hall when he was the mayor of London. However, it's not just about him trying to get a job for someone that he's having a relationship with because it actually has a much darker side to it. Um, I feel like a lot of people, when they're talking about this, they're talking about this in the sense of, oh, you know, Boris Johnson um, ha has an affair with a woman and, you know, tries to get her something to keep her and whatever. And, oh, it's just Boris and he's such a slut and it's disgusting. However... I want to talk about the power imbalance that was present here and how that how that had an effect on on this woman's life because she was she was very young at the time um she was right at the start of her career um and Boris Johnson in in my opinion I would say took advantage of her personally. Um, so so what happened? Boris Johnson at the time was married, he had kids, he was 43. Um she was a graduate in her early 20s. She had only just moved to London. Um, she was trying to establish her career. Um, and, you know, she meets and and gets connected with, with Boris Johnson. Um, and, and he... From what we can tell, I, th I think he kind of, you know, he made some promises to her. He said, I can I can get you this, I can get you that, I can get you a job, I can help you with your career. Um, and it is kind of the, you know, the implication is there of like, well, you know, I help you, you help me. Um, that to me is an abuse of power. Um, and I would, I would say that he he definitely i think would have you know he he wouldn't he wouldn't have been trying that with someone you know older with a bit more experience who could maybe you know pin him down and be like uh uh you're lying to me he went after a a, a young person quite new in their career possibly quite naive um and i i i feel disgusted about that um 
And so in 2017, she actually confronted him about this, um, about the, the, the relationship that happened, um, and about how she felt that it was inappropriate, um, and you know there are going to be some people and they're going to say oh but, you know if she if she was there consensually is it really an issue and and to those people i would say the the power imbalance is is a huge issue you know um she was a lot younger than him she was right at the start of her career she has a powerful man coming to her and saying if you if you make me happy i can help you um you know, um, which was a lie, obviously, because he actually could not help her. And if anything, he made her career worse because he pushes her forward for this job that she's actually not qualified for. Um, and then uh, <laughs> her career essentially falls apart after that point. Um, and one of the reasons cited... As, as to why is because people were aware of his interest in her and, and the relationship that they had and that was used against her so you know he actually did the exact opposite of what he said he was going to do in the first place anyway and of course this is not the first time that Boris Johnson has has tried to secure roles for people that he has a, a sexual interest in um he helped Jennifer Archery, archery. Well, that 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 lady from America with the tech company, um, he got her, you know, taxpayer funded trips. He got her funding for her business, um, opportunities for her business, um, because they were having an affair. Uh, Carrie Simmons, um, now Carrie Johnson, uh, he was constantly, from what we now know, trying to get her jobs that, frankly she wasn't she wasn't qualified for or it wasn't appropriate for her to have you know um and and that stems from the fact that they were having an affair um so this is another example of this happening um but this this one to me is slightly more insidious because of of the girl's incredibly young age um she was only in her early 20s and she was right at the start of her career and her career just seems to have just imploded because of this um and to me it just kind of indicates how boris johnson sees these these women as disposable he he just he doesn't care i mean <laughs> You know, whatever you think of, of Jennifer Archery, Archery, however the fuck you say her name, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but whatever you think of her, you know, she's also spoken about how Boris Johnson treated her as disposable when, when he was finished and he wanted to go back to his wife and all that. He, he just threw her aside. He acted like she didn't matter to him at all. Um... I would say Carrie's probably the only like outlier in this. She's the only one that that he didn't do that to, and I do wonder if that is because, well, I don't I don't know. Maybe because his wife left him, and so he's like, well, I I don't want to be on my own. 
so I, I don't know that's a bit of a weird one but um but he, he treats these women disgustingly um and I think that says a lot about him you know I, I know that maybe that seems a bit um a bit prudish to some people but I, I do think that you can tell a lot about a person by how they treat people um I mean, firstly, the fact that he constantly has affairs says a lot about him. Um, he he does not have the ability to be loyal, the ability to be faithful. He doesn't really have good morals. Um, I mean, I suppose if someone makes, you know, makes that choice once in their life, I guess maybe you could you could look at it a bit differently, but somebody that does it all the time, you just sort of start to think, well, it's a bit disgusting and untrustworthy, isn't it? Um, but then the fact that he, the, the people that he has these affairs with, he's obviously making them feel like it's more than it is. And then he just ditches them. And that to me, again, says a lot about him. Um, so, so this woman, uh, confronts him in 2017 um, and she met with Boris Johnson oh god and and she wanted to talk about what happened uh, she said that she was really shaken and upset about what had happened between them and she told him it was an example of how any young woman who steps into this building is fair game and there to be leered at by powerful men. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. I mean, you know, people will say, oh, but, you know, she she was an adult. But, like, I want people to remember, and I feel like this is really important, because sometimes I, I, I feel like people put a lot of stock in the fact that, like, oh, well, someone's over 18, they're an adult now. Normally, it still takes a little while for you to to get on your way. You know, I can tell you when when I was um, when I was 18. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I you know, I, I didn't I didn't have a, a relationship with Boris Johnson. Thank God. But um, but but I, I, I was a young woman in London that was interested in politics. So I, maybe I was at risk of, of him trying it on. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, no. Um, my family never would have allowed me to, to fuck a Tory. So I think I was safe. Um, but I... I um, I, 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 you know, I struggled a lot you know, adapting to, to adult life. You know, when I uh when I was eighteen and I was just starting at university, I I didn't know anything about anything. I remember once I and I I tell people this story and they're just really shocked about how how dumb I was. I'm still this dumb, but like it's fine. Um I was I was walking um through uh London. I was trying to find uh, one of our campuses, other buildings. And I, I can't read a map. I still, to this day, am useless with directions. I, I have to follow other people because literally, otherwise I will just get lost and end up somewhere else. Um, and so I'm looking for this place and th this guy comes up to me and says, you look lost. And I said, yeah, I am. 
And he said, I can, I can take you where you're going. Where do you need to go? So I tell him and he's like, oh, I know where that is. Listener, he did not know where that is, right? So he's, he says he's taking me there, right? And and then he's like, oh, I just need to go and grab something from my flat. Just just come up a sec. I'll be, you know, I just need to grab something and then we can we can go. And me, fucking stupid and naive, I go in there. I literally, I literally went into into this man's flat. He then locks the door, which is the moment when I started to think, hmm. Well, this doesn't seem normal. <laughs> Which is fucking ridiculous. I honestly, I look back at myself at that age and I'm like, girl, how did you not get murdered? How? How? I made it out unscathed because I sort of had a bit of a panic and I thought, oh my God. I managed to kind of um, get myself out of there. Um, I, I remember once I, I decided I was going to try and walk home uh, from university. Uh, terrible idea ended up <laughs> I ended up walking to fucking Abbey Wood <laughs> I don't I don't know how I managed that you know it's literally I was trying to get from Greenwich to Eltham somehow ended up in fucking Abbey Wood um I tried it another time I ended up in fucking Blackheath um I also ended up in Thamesmead on these wild attempts I don't know why I didn't just get the fucking bus on these days because it's just one bus just one fucking bus but there we are um I I, I remember um just so many ridiculous times in my life um I remember finding food shopping confusing when I was 18 you know because before you know yeah sometimes I would I would go to the shops and I would buy things for myself but I'd, I'd never really done like a full food shop for myself I mean my mum had tried to go through all this stuff with me and I'd been like yeah mum yeah yeah I'm listening I'm listening and I wasn't listening I was not listening to her. I was just like, yeah, 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 okay. I get it, mum, no problem, thanks. I was ignoring the woman. <laughs> I was ignoring the woman. <laughs> She's trying to give me all this advice and I'm sat here like, I know better. I don't need your help. She's trying to explain to me, you know, how to how to get your food shop for the week, how, how to get on a bus. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, mum, all right. That was fucking stupid. But I was 18. I I had literally only just reached a point where, you know, in lessons, I could go to the toilet without having to ask permission. I mean, when I, when I was first doing, like, lectures and stuff and seminars at uni, I, and I'm not the only one, because there were a lot of other people that were, like, fresh out of sixth form or fresh out of college or whatever who would ask, they'd put their hand up and they would ask. You could always tell who the mature students were um, or like people that had taken gap years or something because they wouldn't put their hand up and ask permission to go to the toilet. They'd just go. But those of us that had only just come out of full-time education and essentially gone back into more education we still were in the mindset of we have to ask permission to go to the toilet or we have to ask permission to go and get a drink or something because we didn't know any better because we we had just finished being treated like like children that had to ask permission for everything so 
anyway, the, the long and short of my point here is, is that I think sometimes people will vastly overestimate how quickly people mature. Um, and so when you have someone who is still quite young, is at the very beginning of their career and is approached by an incredibly powerful man who promises them the fucking earth and probably lays on the charm quite thick, I I I feel like I feel like you have to you have to perhaps give them a break, you know? Maybe it's not as simple as you want it to be. Maybe it's not, oh well, you know, she was an adult and she said yes. You know? I'm just I'm just saying. Um, so she said that she explained her regret that the relationship had become sexual when she was simply looking to be recognised for who she was and her interest in politics. Um, you know, so she didn't go into this looking for a sexual relationship with Boris Johnson. He took it there. Which, again, is very him, in my opinion. Um, so Boris Johnson... Um, he he's trying to uh respond to what she's saying um he said that he he did lobby on her behalf to try and get her the job um and he he said to her can i just say something i did suggest you for a role and i was very disappointed when you didn't get that role i remember it i suggested you for the job and i was very keen for kit to interview you and i remember kit interviewed you I asked him about it afterwards repeatedly why he hadn't given you the job and I was very disappointed that he hadn't. I remember and I'm afraid one of the reasons he gave was that he thought you were too friendly with me. Well, Boris Johnson, perhaps if you weren't putting the moves on literally any woman in your vicinity, that wouldn't happen. Um, so... Uh, Um, he said, I think genuinely you would have felt it was an abuse of power and an abuse of friendship. Well, she obviously does. That's why she confronted you, dickhead. Um, there was a, a, a moment um, where she's she's obviously, she's trying to talk to him. Um, and he he loses it. Like he actually he actually loses it. Um, you know, she's, she's saying about how, um, she was trying to talk to him and trying to meet with him. Um, and he starts shouting. Um, he says, I've been incredibly fucking busy. I tried to meet you the other day. This man is vulgar and disgusting. Jesus Oh my God, this bitch. <laughs> Jesus fucking assholes, I wanted to meet you. So he shouts at her. He swears at her. And then he says this. I'm very, very sorry. 
your unhappiness about this. And I feel obviously that I've been very insensitive. There's absolutely no question about that. That is so fucking manipulative. <laughs> you know, I'm going to dismiss how you feel and then I'm going to shout at you for feeling it. And then I'm going to fucking be all soft and be like, I'm sorry. You know how I get. I'm sorry, babe. Like, come on, man. That's so manipulative. That's so fucking disgusting. Um, whatever happened, I don't remember myself that I behaved in any way improperly. I really don't. Fuck off, Boris. Um, so a Downing Street spokesperson said, this is not about his time as prime minister and no public interest as I see it. We don't talk about his private life. Well, maybe you fucking should. Maybe you fucking should, because this is a man that clearly is unfucking suitable. And yet you keep giving him power and you enable him. And this is what happens. This is what you've done. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just fucking saying, um, I'm not surprised by this story at all. I'm not surprised. It seems like Boris Johnson is constantly, um, constantly using his power to, to, to get women really. Um, and it's not surprising to me that he would go after a young woman quite early in her career, uh, that he can, he can kind of, you know, seduce with the glitz and the glamour and tell her, oh, I can do this for you, I can do that for you, when it's all complete nonsense, um, and basically manipulate her. I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Um, the only thing... The only thing about this story that, that shocks me is that even now, after everything, there are people that want to enable him. There are people that, that want to try and brush this under the carpet and pretend it doesn't happen. Um, there is nothing to gain from backing up Boris Johnson anymore. There's, there's nothing to gain. So just stop defending him. Oh my God. Okay, besties, that's all for this episode. And I will see you again next Sunday. Um, unless something crazy happens before. <laughs> um if you enjoyed this show uh please uh give it a positive rating or review or tell your friends and be like hey you want to hear this wild podcast it's absolutely ridiculous um and i will see you again uh next week love you bye going on with this whole politics business and the, the stuff about me paddleboarding nonsense the sea was actually closed it was a, a red notice when Kermit the Frog Kermit the Frog sang it's not easy being green
Russia should go away, should shut up. Try that's a dodgy view. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck?